finding that gluten and dairy are issues for you or your kids? It can be challenging to make the transition when we're just making the change for ourselves, but there can be even more challenges when we're trying to do this with kids. So today we're going to be talking about living gluten and dairy free with kids. Welcome everyone to the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to 10 and 28 year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. An Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, 31 Days in God's Word. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at DorendaWilson.com and you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. Also, if you would like a free digital download of the devotional that I wrote that accompanies the four-hour school day, all you have to do is hit the link that I'm going to include in the show notes and um, you'll be able to sign up for my monthly newsletter newsletter. I will not bombard your email box. Um, I'm lucky if I can get out one a month, but you will get one a month from me um, and not be overloaded and you'll get the free digital download. So I encourage you to do that. Also, I have an online mentoring course. This is a series of videos where I talk about what it looks like to take a more simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling kindergarten through 12th grade. And it's all based on my over 28 years of homeschooling experience, um, homeschooling our eight kids from beginning to end. So I hope you'll check that out. The link will also be included in the show notes. Um, it is that time of year when you are probably thinking about next year's curriculum. Uh, I am a little bit, but not very much. <laughs> but you might be thinking about changing a math program or checking out some other options. But if you're looking for a great math program, CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective by using creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Here's a great testimonial from Lori. She said that one day my 10 year old was in tears over math. I tried my best to help but ended up in tears as well. We prayed together and that very night I received an email offer for CTC math. The following Monday, we reviewed the curriculum together. She was willing to give it a shot and we've never looked back. Start your free trial today, moms, by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com and I will leave that in the show notes as well. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast on what I've learned about autism so far, and um, I encourage you to go listen to that if that's something uh, you might be facing or a friend might be facing. But one of the steps that we took almost immediately when our son was really struggling was to take him off gluten and dairy. I knew that even if uh, those weren't causing the bulk of the issues, that if his body was struggling to find balance, even just a gluten dairy intolerance could magnify the problems. And it was really interesting because within eight days after cutting out gluten and dairy, we noticed a remarkable difference in him. I had already gone gluten and dairy free myself, not because it was trendy, but because I felt better, especially if I stayed away from gluten. That was a particularly offensive one for me. Um, I had noticed and after visiting a biofeedback clinic, it was confirmed that that was actually what was best for my body. Now, there are a lot of reasons that dairy and gluten have become intolerable for many people, mainly because of commercial farming practices. And I actually had learned this about 20 years ago. Um, so 
when our kids were growing up, we actually had a milk cow and we had uh, milking goats. And um, that is basic. That was basically essentially what their dairy was. And I mean, we did buy some cheese and stuff from Costco and that kind of thing. But um, as far as the milk goes, because our boys loved milk and so they drank a lot of it. So we uh, it was farm fresh. And so that was something we did throughout the years. And I used to grind our wheat and bake our bread. I know that sounds really crazy, but you get in a rhythm and you get in a routine and it just becomes like brushing your teeth. And so that's what I did. Um, I looking back, I know now that it probably wasn't a good idea to add gluten flour. Um, it was like a condensed gluten flour, which helped that really heavy wheat bread that was non GMO and all these wonderful things, uh, helped it raise better and just made it lighter and fluffier and more like, you know, the bread that kids typically like the lighter, fluffier stuff. And when I didn't use it, it was pretty dense. And so uh, I had no idea at that point, though, that, you know, that was probably not the greatest idea. I still think they got better by eating the the home the homemade stuff then uh then ultimately then the then the grocery store commercial um you know commercial bakeries and that kind of thing so i feel good about that but you know we're always learning new things and our diet is never going to be perfect and i think that's something we're going to really want to emphasize throughout this like you know things have to be sustainable and that's one of our main purposes in doing this episode is we want you to find something that is sustainable for you but I also want to mention, you know, I think a lot of us know about gut health and, and a lot of that is tied back to, you know, like you go back to gluten and dairy and, and some of those things. If, if you're eating all commercial stuff, it's, it's eventually going to affect your gut health. Um, antibiotics affect, affect our gut health. Stress affects our gut health. Everything affects our gut health and our gut health affects us. So we do really want to keep a strong, healthy gut. And so one of the things I wanted to mention, a lot of times people go gluten-free and they start to like avoid all grains. And um, the problem is that if you stop completely having no grains at all, it can actually worsen your gut flora. That's something that I was reading recently. So you have to, I think it's important to be sure to include some gluten-free grains in your diet and some simple ones that are easy to get a hold of are uh, quinoa, oats, and brown rice. Those are the, those are kind of my three mainstays that I use. And my favorite oatmeal is one degree and you can get that at Costco. It's like five pounds for $10 and something. And the thing that I love about it is it's guaranteed to be gluten-free and it's also glyphosate free, which I, you may not know this, but a, a lot of our food ends up with residue of Roundup on it. Um, that is a pesticide that causes cancer. And that is uh, on a lot of commercial oatmeal. So we do need to be careful about what products um, we're buying. And so this is non-GMO, organic, uh, guaranteed gluten-free, glyphosate-free. And it only comes in the old-fashioned oat version. So what I do is whiz it up in my food processor, which is all they do when they make quick oats, is they just take those whole oats, those um, not whole oats, but you know, just the the old-fashioned oats and they run them through and just break them down a little bit so that they cook faster. So there's a little tip for you if you want to make your breakfast go just a little bit faster. But I wanted to say, you know, a balanced diet 
really is key. You know, lots of fruits, veggies, whole grains, and legumes are where we can find copious amounts of nutrition. When we're eating nutrient-dense food, we are also reducing the need to supplement with expensive vitamins. And there's always someone on every corner wanting to sell us a new product. And this is one way we can sort of simplify is by focusing on eating nutrient-dense food. Because, um, you know, the whole expensive vitamins and our, our, can our bodies actually use them? That's like a whole other episode. So we're not going to go there today. But our bodies actually absorb the vitamins and minerals from food far better than from taking a bunch of supplements. So as moms, we need to remember that we nourish our kids mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Um, and as moms, we have this great opportunity to give our kids strong, healthy immune systems and healthy food habits. We want them to have a good relationship with food. And I wanted my kids to have a good relationship with healthy food. Um, and those habits set them up for life. We are, we are laying a foundation. We're telling them this is how you should eat as we're serving them throughout the day and helping them make food choices. But many moms are finding that they and their kids do better avoiding gluten and dairy, but it can be challenging for a lot of different reasons. Today, we're going to be talking about living gluten and dairy free with kids in hopes that you will find great resources and ideas and inspiration here today to stay the course and to find something that's sustainable for you. Our oldest daughter, Brittany, is joining us today. She has four kids here on earth and one in heaven. If you missed that podcast, it was a long time ago, but we uh, talked about Isaac. He is uh, he was uh, born sleeping and uh, always, always part of our family. And uh, we do tell that story. So if that's something you've experienced or would like to hear, I'll leave that link in the show notes as well. But Brittany has found herself navigating a lot of food challenges. Her three, almost four-year-old is allergic to <laughs> gluten, dairy, and nuts, including coconut. <laughs> and she very likely has celiac, which causes her some pretty life-altering symptoms. <laughs> and so she's had to make a lot of adjustments, especially over the last several months. Um, but since she's living with little ones, living this out with little ones, I encouraged her to come on the show here and share what she has learned so far, along with some practical suggestions on how to deal with this in a doable way. Brittany, welcome. I'm glad you're here today. We've got baby down for a nap and the three little ones playing with auntie and uncle. So we're set for a little while. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But maybe share just a really brief history on, you know, like, what did you see in Will that made you think, hmm, I'm wondering if he's got some issues? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, let's see. Yeah, he was pretty good, you know, breastfed baby. Um, but we were starting, I would say around nine months to a year, just starting to see like these um, started out almost as like tantrums or mm -hmm. he just and it just kind of out of the blue and this isn't none of my kids are really super into the tantrum thing. Right. <laughs> um, and then just, uh, and then that pretty soon. But you that, can always get one that is. So right, you, you, you probably sort of were like, is this just him? Or right. So it actually kind of started coming out as what we thought was maybe a discipline thing, but mm -hmm. what we kind of hung back because we wanted to make sure because he was so little. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that time too, you're always trying to figure out how much they know. Right. Around nine months. Right, two, right. How much are they actually starting. getting? Uh -huh. um, but then we started seeing some more alarming things like he would, um, gosh, he would a few hours after eating something and we didn't really put it together. But then he would have a little bit of a tantrum. One night, one day I put him on his bed um, just to 
get it out of his system, came back and he had hives on him. Mm. And it was a little, it was very alarming. Um, and just like, okay, so he wasn't just upset about something. Something's going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, so then we were like, okay, well we have, you know, my daughter Ella is seven and she's always been sensitive to too much dairy, a little bit sensitive to to dairy. It caused her some issues and he was sort of showing the same things, but he was showing other things as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And at that point, like, so we just kind of were guessing, it was a lot of guesswork off and on. And, um, until I think, and then one time he had some peanut butter or some cashew or something Mm -hmm. and it caused hives around his mouth. And Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, he's not liking this. Um, so he got a little bit older and we just kind of, it was a constant thing. It Mm -hmm. was just a constant thing for about a year. Lots of rashes and eczema. Rashes, eczema, and then just figuring out, is this a discipline thing or is his tummy upset and he can't tell us anything. Right, Right. So we finally took him in for some allergy testing And it was sort of a relief to at least get the ball rolling. And we found out that he was indeed allergic to, they confirmed dairy and tree nuts and peanuts. And then they weren't sure about coconuts. So they actually required us to take our two-year-old in for a blood test, Mm -hmm. uh, which he did. Um, He was great about it, but, um, and he was confirmed it was also coconut was Mm -hmm. an issue. And so we were like, okay, so we spent like, a year working on weeding that out and he, we saw an improvement, um, but not a hundred percent. And mm-hmm. we were like, okay, well, we're just going to keep working with him. And um, then we took him, we had heard great things about this biofeedback clinic that you had been to. Mm-hmm. And um, so we went ahead and took him in there for just more further testing to, for a more natural, because we'd prayed for a more natural approach that wouldn't drain our finances. Right. And nothing right. had showed up until then. Mm-hmm. So this was that answer to prayer. So mm-hmm. we took him in and it was confirmed that he was also allergic to gluten. Wow. Um, and that the nuts were actually questionable, but it was really dairy and gluten mm-hmm. that was an issue. Mm-hmm. So. Once we took that out, we had a vast improvement. His He was happy. His skin was clearing up. He's happier now than he's yes, ever yes. been. And, and, you know, I think a lot of it was his body was just so amped up all the time trying to fight off, yeah, you know, and, trying to and, like deal with this stuff. And that, there were other factors that we didn't know about. There were some molds. There mm-hmm. were some parasites, some things going on that was just really adding up. Right, right. And um, and the I, I remember when you went in, you were so relieved because um, because the way at least our biofeedback clinic does it, they take things very slowly. Mm-hmm. So they dealt with the parasites and the was it mold? Yeah, kind of mold. simultaneously with the homeopathic remedy, which mycotoxins. Right. Mm-hmm. So it really allows your body to get rid of it on its own, it encourages your body to mm-hmm. do that rather than dumping something into it to deal with it's right. something that that helps your body gentle. deal with it, it was very gentle. gentle it's very gentle so um yeah and I remember you seeing some and we had seen results. leaky gut come up when mm-hmm. we went to the biofeedback and um we recently brought him back and ever, all of that was gone wow it was all wow. gone and he was just doing so much better um but it did present it was very overwhelming it's mm-hmm. just been a very overwhelming few years mm-hmm. um he'll be four in July and it's it's easier now um, but just like at first, just 
oh, so many things. You're like, okay, well, he can't have dairy. Well, what are the substitutes for dairy? Nuts and coconut. Right. So it's just like, and once again, I'm on my knees praying, Lord, show me how to feed this child. Right. I don't know how to feed him. There's (laughs) no worse feeling than than not knowing how to feed your child. Right. You know, because that's like an instinct for us as as moms. healthy, crunchy mom myself telling me I can't give my kid coconut was like, what? Okay. Right. And the problem is, and this is what we've learned as we've experienced the gluten-free lifestyle, is that a lot of foods actually have gluten in them, even ones that are labeled gluten-free. Exactly. Um, and that's that's really alarming if you have a high sensitivity to it. If you mm-hmm. don't, you're probably going to be fine. And I, my biggest recommendation would be just stay away from processed foods because right. that inevitably has uh, gluten in it. Um, even if it's not listed in the ingredients, but also, um, there's, there's a certified gluten-free seal and that also isn't 100% if you're no. super sensitive because tell, tell them why it's not a hundred percent safe because if it's certified gluten-free, uh, by those standards, I believe it only has to have, uh, it only has to have less than 20 parts per million. Of gluten. Mm-hmm. So it can still have gluten in it. Right. But it just meets the FDA standards for quote unquote, right. gluten-free. Right. So, so I mean, so there's a, might not a, be safe. a bit of a standard. If it's certified gluten-free, then you're guaranteed that it's not more than 20. Right. Right. Yeah. But if you're really sensitive, it could set you off. Right. Um, so there's like gluten-free. And and if, if it just says gluten-free, it, right. it very well could just have gluten yeah. in and it. And if somebody just slapped on the label gluten-free and it looks pretty, um, that means that they just assumed that it was gluten-free based on the ingredients that are in there. Right. Not cross-contamination, not, oh, do these oats actually have gluten or glyphosate or anything in them? Right. It, it's just a, it means nothing. It's something they chose to put on there. Right. It says just gluten-free. Right. So we're learning all this stuff. Yeah, we are. <laughs> and, and, and really what it's come down to is just like, it's been an on-ramp for eating healthier, you know, mm-hmm. and I think God has a way of, of getting us down <laughs> that road and, and kind of sometimes forcing us because he knows we probably won't stay the course unless we have to. And it really does force you to go, you know what? I could spend a bazillion hours reading labels or I could just buy some apples Right. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that. It has become, we've become minimalist in our food Yeah. because it's like, you think about, okay, so if, if you're reduced to, let's say legumes and, um, veggies and fruits, single ingredient, right. Single ingredient foods, single items, um, and rice and things like that. Um, you get more creative. It's really interesting. It is odd how that happens. Yeah. This, but if you look at yeah. like the, the variety of colors and textures and tastes mm-hmm. in all the veggies that God has made and then all the fruits, it's like, why wouldn't we be able to do some great things with just this, you right. know? And your taste buds do change taking mm-hmm. that processed food out. Um, yes. There's this thing that they like to add in processed food called excitotoxins, I believe is what it's called. Oh. And they're a chemical that actually it's a chemical that really excites your senses and it's placed in a lot of processed food. But what they found is that not eating processed food, basically your taste buds become more sensitive and you enjoy those unprocessed things even more Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm, a while because mm -hmm. your senses aren't constantly being boosted all the time. Right. Right. Overstimulated all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a false, it's false. Like it's, it's like a, it's a chemical. It's not. Yeah real. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so there's so many, um, what's the word for it when something isn't, it's counterfeit. Yeah. Artificial. You know, there's counter, there's all kinds of counterfeits out there. And you at the end of the day, like who's the deceiver? 
the enemy, right? right. He's the a king deceiver. of artificial the, and the king of counterfeit. I'm not, counterfeit. not, please don't yes. take that as condemnation moms. No. You know, it's not no. like we don't ever eat artificial anything. No, we do sometimes. We, we've cut back significantly. I wouldn't say there's nothing <laughs> processed in my pantry because there is. Right. There's those days where Absolutely. you just do what you need to do. Right. And so <laughs> to answer the question, we, we visited just a minute ago. How, so what do you use for milk? Well, um, that's been a little bit of a process um, because we were like, okay, oat milk, right? Well, then we were finding out through the biofeedback clinic that basically none of the oat milk was uncontaminated. Right. It all had levels of gluten in mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. we were like... So Planet Oat, Ch- uh, Chobani, all of them. Some of them are worse than others. Right. Um, it was just really, really tough. Um, so basically it came down to... This was an interesting thing. Um we bought the oats we knew were safe from Costco and we just started making our own oat milk. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, we do that. We do it about once a week and it's really simple. Mm-hmm. It's just a blender and some cheesecloth. Right. And um, you have, this has actually turned into a little bit of a, a tradition with your yeah, daughter. It's a special found, thing that you do with Ella. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, my oldest, with my girl, with my daughter, um, she's seven. And we, our thing once a week is we make oat milk together and it's like, ends up being girl time. So mm. it was very interesting to see what was at first a huge burden turned into something that was a bonding experience mm-hmm. with my daughter. And yeah. we just, we have a little, uh, pitcher thing and we fill it up once a week and mm-hmm. she likes to help push the buttons and squeeze the milk out. And it's like, a, it's just, it's just a fun thing we do. And we talk while we do it. Right. It's ended up becoming a really good thing mm-hmm. that we can't go out and buy it. We spend that time together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, I think that's the key right there is you just do a few things and you let those become, you experiment with them, see what works, drop what doesn't, and then make that a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then you can add something else or tweak something else. It's it's baby steps is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's not um, all or nothing. Right. Like that's been a big thing for me is I'm like, I have four kids and I homeschool. My husband works long hours. Um, it sometimes ha- doesn't get home till later mm-hmm. during the week. So I don't have a lot of, and I'm still recovering from some health stuff. So it's like, okay, well, what can we do? And just realizing that with everything, God is involved spiritually with this process, Mm -hmm. just like anything else. Mm. So it's like, okay, um, yes, we have to make all our own oat milk, but I'm buying almond milk for the rest of the family to Mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. Um, and for myself, um, cause you know, I can actually, I can consume nuts just fine and stuff as long as it's totally gluten-free and celiac safe. But then realizing, you know, oh, there's all these at first you're like, I can make everything by myself, crackers, all that. And it was sort of like a whoa, 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 that's too much. Um, So first of all, just kind of picking your battles carefully, Mm -hmm. you know, going, okay, what do we consume a lot of? I might start by just buying that where I can get it safely. Right. And then I might switch to making half of it, Mm -hmm. 50-50. I'll make half, one half will be from the store. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes when it's just a lot and it's too much, it's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to stick with getting that from the store. Mm-hmm. And for me, the good gauge has been, is it something I can make once a week or once every two weeks mm-hmm. and it will be good. Right. Um, and, you know, and do I have a couple of backups in case we get busy Right. and I'm able to get, we found, um, luckily, lo and behold, we found that hemp milk, hemp seed milk was mm-hmm. actually something that he could have mm-hmm. and it was gluten-free and mm-hmm. dairy-free and mm-hmm. it was great. So we have that as a backup, right? but we try to just stick with making it once mm-hmm. a week. Um, mm-hmm. We found that making our own jam is really easy. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you just chia seeds and berries and honey. Mm-hmm. You whiz it up. It's jam and it's good. Uh, mm-hmm. We make our own oat yogurt because there's no yogurt I can buy where we live that he can eat right. safely. Right. Um, but that keeps for quite a while in the fridge. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, okay, praying over these, picking our battles, having a few backups for when things get mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, not going all out. <laughs> right, right, um, right. That's been good. So how do you help your kids with the transition? Because it's one thing for you to be making these things and making the sacrifices, <laughs> but then when the kid is like, what? what? You know? <laughs> what? You mean I don't? Yeah, I know. That's another thing. It's like, because you, it, and that's part of the, it can be an exhausting process mm-hmm. because you have to think through it all and you've done all your research and now you've made this thing. And uh, what do you do? Like if they don't like it as much, and right. like, you're kind of like, okay, I quit. Right. <laughs> Sign up for this. Um, <laughs> but you did. Yes. So, <laughs> you just didn't know it. <laughs> yes. So we're like, well, that's okay. We just trust that, you know what? These are, this is the situation God has us in. He's sovereign over it. Sometimes they do just have to pull up their bootstraps and mm-hmm. be on board with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, and they will adjust. Right. So, um, so like uh, specifically, I'm thinking about <laughs> family <laughs> gatherings and birthday parties and things like that. Like, Okay, so our family, we're pretty much all like, okay, we get the gluten-free thing, and mm-hmm. I, I always have gluten-free things at our gatherings. So, it's, oh, yeah. and you bring gluten-free stuff and dairy stuff, dairy-free stuff. So those gatherings are fine. Mm-hmm. But like, what if, let's just say your kid is going to a birthday party, yeah. and you're like, okay, you can he absolutely cannot have the cake there. What steps would you take? Like, would you call the other mom and just say? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, what I like to do is if we're going places, I, for William specifically, um, because I knew, I know probably 80, 90% of the time he is uh, <laughs> probably not going to be able to have what's there and what's offered. Um, I like to keep a couple of treats that are safe for him in our diaper bag. And then <clears throat> and now every kid's different, but his personality is, oh, I'm special. I get to have what nobody else gets. So right. he was very on board with this. So it's like, oh, everyone's doing cookies or whatever. You get to have your fruit snacks that right. you don't get to have any other time. Right. And that's the key right there. It can't you be something he has all the yeah, time. He doesn't ever special. get these fruit snacks unless he's missing out on something. Right. And then he doesn't feel like he's missing out right. on anything. Right. Um, I do like to tell people way ahead of time. That's kind of a key one because it leaves plenty of time for communication. Okay. So like you would call a mom, pick up the phone and call and say, Hey, um, I just want to let you know that, you know, Will has some very severe allergies (laughs) and just wondering, um, if it would be okay if I just brought his little treat for him so that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't feel left out and you don't feel like right. you have to have anything special there. For no, him. I'm not asking her to make a gluten-free, nut-free, dairy-free oh my gosh. cake. Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> um, basically it's like, this is just our thing. Mm-hmm. You know, God has this for us. We're not going to put this on someone else. Right. Um, but basically, and I don't even always say it ahead of time. We just go. Right. Um, the rest of the kids are usually okay. But um, just bringing our own, honestly. Right. And we just well, and I think it helps time. if you if you explain it, if they don't know this about you, yeah. then they, you would want them, you'd want to communicate. Right. They're, they're not just yeah. being picky. They really can't have this. Yeah, and this is going to make us yeah. miserable. So I'm thinking in terms of like maybe a kid who's a little bit older that you might drop off at a birthday party and yeah, just kind of let case, give the mom a heads up. Yeah, and, and the older they get, the better they get at yes. defending themselves, basically being like, oh, I can't eat that. Um, right. And I found that my older kids watch out for him mm-hmm, because a lot mm-hmm. of times 
most of the time, all the time. We go to social things together. And so he'll be like, I can't have that. I love how you explain to him when he he's not fully understanding why he can't have the things you mm-hmm. you call it itchy food right yes so whatever symptoms he gets from that food um whatever issues he has he's he's going to remember that because it's it's uncomfortable so maybe it's a tummy ache or maybe it's itchy or whatever you can say oh yes. that's the tummy ache food or that's the itchy food mm-hmm. um, yeah i'll be like we'll say you can't eat that it's itchy that just means it has coconut or something in it right but then right. i'll be like but you can't have this i brought this for you special right. and that's a big one and that helps them transition using um words that really click with your kids helps a lot like right. um with the other kids too because they've kind of been on board for some of this inadvertently but mm-hmm. they don't do great with gluten either mm-hmm. um and just you know so honestly just explaining it to them on a simple level right so that they have the same working knowledge right. you do right um of you know well we don't need that. It has gluten in it because um, that's just going to make us feel sick. You know? Right. Or like, you know, sometimes, I mean, honestly, too, if you're describing food dye, you could be like, that has basically like crayon or marker in it. Like, right. that's a dye or like a chemical right. equals poison. Right. You know, a dye equals I, you're eating like a marker. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, just... Tell them what you you told me this story the other day about how um you said something about that being in a food and you're like what was the response and they're like why is that even in the grocery store right yeah they're like that doesn't make any sense why would you put poison in food and I and having well then we delved into a whole it was basically a whole homeschool lesson right right the industry of food and they're really and how the Bible says love of money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Well, when it comes to big industry, they they love money so much that they don't care about people. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on with our food. Mm-hmm. So we have to be a little picky because that's being sold by someone who doesn't care about you. Right, <laughs> like, right. It's just like, oh, I'm sorry. So good. <laughs> um, and we're honest. And so you have to be very discerning and right. you have to pay attention to these things. And that's why I need you to be patient while I read a label in the store. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> right now, mommy's trying to discern what is going on right and And all of that is just teaching them volumes I've been shocked at like what your kids will tell me about food that they already know like you talk about (laughs) that working knowledge they have it like they have it and it's just because you've had those conversations with them and all of that all of that moms you have to understand that is part of your kids education you're empowering them for adult life absolutely our our goal is to raise healthy adults absolutely and it's not to coddle my four-year-old and keep him away from all these foods until he's a grown-up I, I want him to be ready to face that when he right. grows up. Well, and knowing yeah. the whys behind yeah. it and understanding that, you a know. Big, but a really big thing that's a motivator for kids with food allergies is really just feeling better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. They're, they're just like us. If you say you don't want to eat that, it's going to give you diarrhea. It's mm-hmm. going to give you a rash. It's right. going to give you, it's going to make your, like my daughter gets inflammation in her legs from gluten. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and she's like, it's not worth it to them. And right. that is motivating to them. It's right. like, do you, do you, you could eat that, but you would not feel good. Right. And they're like, well, well I don't really want to eat that. I don't want it that badly. <laughs> I, it's not worth feeling that horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's so good. I love that. So let's, um, I'm going to have you share like some of your favorite snacks for yourself and for the kids, like brands, where to find them. And then yeah. also like your favorite websites, cookbooks. So lay it on us. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm thinking here. Um, we really love, 
Um, like again, just anything with not a ton of ingredients in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, but we really like country archer. They have beef sticks that are okay, great. So these are brands. Yes. These are brands. Okay. So country archer is great. Uh, rule breaker. This is a treat thing. These are like brownie bites or something, but they're mm -hmm. made from chickpeas and they use less sugar, no nuts, no coconuts, no dairy, no mm -hmm. gluten. Mm -hmm. um, Simple Mills has been something that's been great for us and consistently gluten-free. Yes, yes. We like a lot of the Aldi brand gluten-free stuff. And, and that's a store we have in the South. <laughs> and I think the Midwest has it. I don't think the West Coast has it. Okay, but it's yeah. A-L-D-I. And maybe you don't even know about the grocery store. but And you could have one in your area. But that's that's been our favorite grocery store for finding most of a yeah. lot of what we need. Um, mm -hmm. Their salsa is also totally gluten-free. We've had a lot of the stuff tested. so And we found that... Um, a lot of the Aldi brands are, are truly gluten-free, but yes. then there's some things like the boxed mixes of like gluten-free brownies. The you get with the ingredients. Yep, the, the more, more processed or, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's just really, like we said before, so much better to keep it simple. I think, you know, I personally am a fan of making things from scratch. We love and, that. You know, if, we, if at all possible and, you know, maybe we commit an afternoon to that, you know, okay, uh -huh. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this with the kids and it's going to be part of and their homeschooling. And it's motivating to them too, to eat healthy when they know how to cook. Yep. They really enjoy that. Yeah. And it's like, well, we can just make that. Right. And that's yes. a fun thing. That's, that's something fun we can look forward to instead right. of just grabbing it. Right. Um, okay. More, more brands. So more brands. Um, there's this one called Real Food from the Ground Up. They make cauliflower crackers, pretzels, chips. They've been great. Um, Epic Bars. Mm -hmm. They use um, various meats, bison, chicken, beef, and it's all grass-fed. Um, sprouted pumpkin seeds mm -hmm. from like Costco. Um, there's another really great little brand called Awesome, A-W-S-U-M. And they're quinoa pups, but they're in little star shapes. So like it's a good Cheerio substitute. For right, us. right. Okay, so moms, we will put all of this in the show notes so you'll be able to find them. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I was going to ask you a question about, well, keep going and okay, it'll come back to me. Yeah, there's a few more. Um, dried fruits in small amounts because we found that all the sugar can be kind of inflammatory in dried fruits. But mm -hmm. um, fresh fruit, apples, berries, um, we use apples and nut butter. Um, for William, we use sunflower butter, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think. For treats, we tend to stick with this one brand called Yum Earth, which makes like, uh, they'll make M&Ms. I think yes, licorice. Skittles. Uh, we use their fruit snacks as a treat. That's what yeah. I carry in my yeah. diaper bag. And Unreal is another brand. Right. That's really good And they good make too. some great stuff with they chocolate. They do. They Dark do. Dark chocolate peanut butter cups, coconut chocolate bars, um, I think M&Ms as well. Mm -hmm. And they like to shoot for using less sugar. Mm -hmm. So those are my favorite for treats. Um, and stores, Costco, Aldi, and we use a little bit of Walmart. Mm -hmm. And some of your local grocery stores are getting better about right. having right. stuff. Um, we have Food Lion out here that's more mm -hmm. local and they tend to have some things and Lowe's foods and Lowe's foods. Mm -hmm. So it tends, it's a little hit and miss, but yeah, we use a lot of Costco and Aldi. Right. Um, and then, yeah, we just found for other things we use cookbooks or I'm online looking at social media and blogs. And right. Stuff. Okay. So some favorite websites that have good recipes. Um, I've really liked uh, gluten free on a shoestring. Mm -hmm. um, that's more like comfort foods. Mm -hmm. 
Um, gosh, it's not hard to Mama find. Mama knows gluten-free. Yes. She has yes, some really great stuff. I've done a cinnamon stuff. roll of hers that turned out just fantastic. I mean, yeah. you have to eat them right away. Just like with all fresh ingredients, it's like it's always better eaten immediately. Which is not a problem in my house. Uh, no, that yes. wouldn't be a problem here either. <laughs> but you know how you're kind of like, well, I kind of like to save this for the tomorrow and the day after. It's just not going to be as I good. No, I have to okay. freeze it. If it's going to be saved, it has I to be I just need to sit here and eat it all right now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I also like the loopy whisk. Okay, the loopy whisk. The loopy whisk. whisk. That's baking. Um, It's cool. It's really in-depth baking. So, like, if it's the holidays and you need a pie or you need a cinnamon. Right, 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 right. I think there's even some sourdough, like gluten-free. Yeah, and and some people who are just not incredibly gluten intolerant can handle sourdough bread and some things yes. like that. Yeah, but if you're rabbits. celiac or, you know, fairly intolerant, it's, it's still, it's just not a it's good idea. Simplify. <laughs> simplify. Yes. I did find, um, a, a, a bread that, um, is a, that will have several different kinds, but I like their sourdough and it is a guaranteed gluten-free. Um, and I will include that in the show notes because I can't remember. I think it's called simple needs. Okay. And That's I will, include that in the show notes as well and I'm also going to include my recipe my favorite granola bar recipe um yes and it uses those oats from Costco and I use peanut butter because we can have peanut butter but you could use sesame butter yeah we can um use. it uses brown rice syrup which you'd want to check yeah. and be sure that it, that was gluten-free right and believe right. it or not the maple syrup from Costco has gluten in it <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Sad facts. So uh, you oh. could switch it out for like a local honey instead yeah. of the... You get really the, good at looking at a recipe do. and instead of thinking I have to have all these specific things right. going, oh, I can use this, this, and this. Right. And eventually you can just look up regular recipes. Yeah. And so this recipe, I wait, I make it almost weekly. And then I throw, I will throw in a handful of chocolate chips and you can get a dairy-free chocolate chip. They, yeah. Those are available. Yeah. They're expensive, but they're available um, and, and gluten-free. They're dairy yeah. and gluten-free. Amazon is good for all those little things that are... Yeah. Really hard to find. Yes, yes. And and so I'll do a handful of that and then a handful of like organic raisins. Yeah. I remember early on when I was kind of just really starting to figure out nutrition as a mom, like what do you like to feed your kids? Well, you like to feed them raisins. Raisins are a great snack, right? (laughs) Well, I went to this class um, where this, I think he was a naturopath. And he was talking about raisins and he was like, oh yeah, grapes are some of the most highly sprayed. Mm -hmm. And then we dehydrate them and turn them into little chemical balls. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and I was so glad (laughs) because you were still a baby then, like 30, 32 years ago. And I was like, I am never feeding my kids anything but organic raisins. (laughs) That's when it all started, folks. Yes, yes. (laughs) And it's just been a constant learning curve and it is still a learning curve. And so I think that's, I think that, you know, like, I just want to encourage you that it is a learning curve. And yeah, maybe some mom's further down the road and she's doing this, that, and the other thing. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You don't have to be that person. These are all ideas. You mm-hmm. take, you spit out the bones and you take the meat. You right. take what works for Chew your family. Chew up the meat, spit out the bones. And, take and that works. sustainable is better than perfection. Right. <laughs> what do we say? We're shooting for progress, not right. perfection, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. exactly. All right. So you had some cookbooks also that you wanted yes. to share specifically. Um, we we kind of like printed books at our house, but yeah, and some of these are still fairly new to me, so we're kind of 
playing around with the right, right. Um, one of my favorites because it includes a lot of like veggie stuff right uh is easy allergy free cooking mm-hmm. by uh kayla capiello okay i think is how you so say we'll that. include that in the show notes um the everything gluten-free and dairy-free cookbook by mm-hmm. audrey roberts mm-hmm. and then again this is a this last one is more like baking holidays but baked right. to perfection by Katerina Carmel. Um, well, close enough. Put it in I don't notes. think that she'll write you and tell you what a horrible. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. How you horribly pronounce her name. <laughs> but yes, those. So any, those have been some of our Perfect. favorite cookbooks to peruse. And actually, it's really fun to take your allergy kid. And now Will is three. But we sit down and we look through the cookbooks. Mm-hmm. He's got the photos. He's uh-huh. like, oh, can I have that? Yes. Can I have that? Yes. You can have everything in here. And he's. Looking oh, over that's the pictures, so awesome. and it makes him really happy. <laughs> now I'm not saying we were cooking everything in there, but but you can say yes, 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 yes. This is a book full of yeses for you. Yeah, and sort of I like love inspiring that. for him. Yeah, and he gets excited about things like beet salad now. Right, you know, I mean, it's mostly tastes like apples, but like right because you mix it with some apples. Right, and that's really fun. And, and tell him. us why you you feed that beet salad to him. Um, it's really great for it's a liver cleansing salad. Mm-hmm. So I mean, really, it can I try to give about a quarter cup to my kids a few times a week Mm -hmm. with whatever we're eating Mm -hmm. because it's got lemon and fennel and um beets in it and it's just been great it's been great for me um but so we're going to include that in the show notes too yeah (laughs) that recipe it's been great and kids like it because it tastes like fruit salad it's mainly green apples because beets are sweet they're not yeah, and they're not too bad right but, and that's another thing is i found introducing a new fruit or veggie is really important right so i will i will test it out on myself and once i get it right i'll be like okay I think oh till you think this. it tastes good right right and we try to as much as possible equate things with stuff my kids already love mm-hmm. they love muffins they love sauces they love french fries they like pancakes those kinds of things. Lots of, they like baked stuff. So, I mean, if we can make a healthy one with zucchini in it or whatever. Right. They're going to be way more excited about the prospect of that than just mm-hmm. eating it straight. Right. It's a good introduction. Right. And they'd be like, well, you know, you had zucchini in that muffin. Well, we're throwing some zucchini in our scrambled eggs. Well, they're going to be more receptive to it now. Because right. they, they think of zucchini as a muffin. Right. <laughs> like, it's not just that weird green vegetable that hangs out on the right. shelf. Right. <laughs> It's moldy. Uh, so that's been a good transition too with the kids who are sort of involuntarily along for the ride. They don't have to be, but I am not a they have to be. I'm not going to yeah, make something different for everyone Amen, else. sister. I think that's such an important thing to also note that, you know, maybe that one child or two kids who need that change are actually what's going to help the rest of your kids be healthier too. Yeah. Because if they had their choice or maybe if we had a choice because it's just easier to give them quicker foods, we would do that. Right. But instead, God has graciously given <laughs> us these kids or ourselves with food allergies yeah. and only 24 hours in a day. <laughs> so yeah. we don't need to feel guilty that we're not short order cooking for everybody. Yes. And I found um, that my kids now, they like the gluten-free bread better mm-hmm. than regular bread. Isn't that funny? It's hilarious. You just develop a taste for it. Yes. But, oh, well, any other words of encouragement before um, we close up? Yeah. I know that just my biggest thing in dealing with this the last couple of years has just been overwhelm mm-hmm. and tiredness mm-hmm. and feeling burnt out. Mm-hmm. And you just go through this cycle mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and just being like, 
okay, I never imagined it would be this complicated to mm-hmm. feed my family right, when I was right. imagining motherhood. Right. I just, <laughs> that not was what I not pictured. in my head at all. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. But so just realizing after a while of going in and out of the overwhelm that, okay, overwhelm happens, but overwhelm is just a season. Mm. It's just a season. So we will get out of this fog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, basically that, um, you know, you're not alone. There's other people out there right. with the same exact right. allergies. Find one or two other moms you can talk to who right. have ideas. Right. And again, spit out the bones, take the meat, do what works for you. Um, and just that it's okay to be completely over it. Someday. Right. <laughs> And you're just, you're just done. Like I, this is not fun. Right. Like I'm over it and actually just be telling God that Mm -hmm. I'm over it. And he knows, he already knows. Right. This is no secret to him and he can shoulder it. Yeah. And he cares and he gets it. And like, I love, um, what was it? It was the scripture that says, you know, he is, we have a, we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with Mm -hmm. our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are. So you're like, he, he is familiar with our weakness. He's familiar with us. He gets it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also just, um, remembering that passage in Isaiah of, Mm -hmm. um, he gently leads those who are with young. Right. So if it's feeling like too much, it probably is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you do have to scale some mountains, but Mm -hmm. it's gently. Right. Right. Um, Right. That's so good. That's so good. And, and that's a verse that I've gone back to over and over and over again. So Mm -hmm. I I love that you brought that one up, but you know, I was thinking about um, in the Psalms, David talks about, um, there's one Psalm in particular where he talks about basically through the, because of God, he can um, run through a troop and leap over a wall. And that is really like a, um, it's, it's basically a military, those are military terms. And what's interesting in this, I read this in a commentary, I thought it was so good. David wasn't a military man by nature. He was not wired that way, but God called him to it for seasons of his life and what he calls us to, he equips us for. So he is basically saying right there, he doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called, (laughs) right? So God has called me to this. And even though it feels huge and big, um, God, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get me through this. You're going to get us mm-hmm. over this. And it's amazing. Like, I'm just looking at you today and listening to you compared to a few months ago. Like it's <laughs> night and day difference how much you have grown in the last few months, just walking out this food thing, you know, like it's not just the food, it's the trust in God. It's knowing he's sovereign over our lives, seeing this as the blessing that it is because God is that kind of a God. You know, he takes what mm-hmm. Satan means for evil. He uses it for good. He, um, you know, what does it say? He uh, works everything out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And mm-hmm. one of his purposes was that you would have child or children with food allergies and your own severe own allergy, <laughs> you know, and you're trying to function as a mom and work through all of this. Mm-hmm. And God is just growing you leaps and bounds. So well done, daughter. <laughs> hope you were encouraged today. Um, I'm just going to close in a word of prayer. Thanks so much for being with us. Of course. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you 
for moms who can bring encouragement to us as we're facing obstacles that we that feel overwhelming, Lord. And this happens to us, to all of us in so many different ways throughout all of our years of mothering even when our kids aren't still at home anymore. And so we thank you for providing a community of women. Um, Lord, help us to be faithful, to reach out, like Brittany said, and find a mom or two that is in the same situation and just really encourage each other. And so, Lord, we just thank you uh, for the encouragement that you brought today through Brittany. And I ask that every mom listening would be inspired, challenged, encouraged to just nourish their families in the way that they need to be nourished, Lord. And it's it's customized for each family, but you are faithful and you know what we need and you will provide everything we need. So we thank you for your faithfulness in Jesus name. Amen. Okay, moms, I just want to share one last resource before um, we end the podcast. Classical Conversations equips parents with a proven curriculum to support and support from a local community of homeschool families all walking the same path together. You're their first teacher, be their best teacher. Learn how to make homeschooling doable at classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I will leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day.